Before we begin, I just want to apologize for some technical difficulties we had in this episode. However, the content is so good and totally worth a listen. Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. Today, I talk with best-selling author Erin Weideman about her God-given passion of helping girls and how God is blessing her obedience in amazing ways. Hey everybody, this is Brandon Hollingsworth from Theophany Media's Creatively Christian Podcast, and I am super excited about today for several reasons. The first is this is the first uh, recording that I'm doing from the farm, so um, my super secret hideout, which is one of my top three places in the world. However, I may have to revise that number after going to where this lady lives, Miss Erin Vitamin, um, when she lives in Montana, and I recently went and hung out with uh, her husband there, and it was amazing. And so I may have to revise my list. This may go down a notch here at the farm. So welcome, Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Brandon. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I, so we've been trying to get you on, and you're so busy, and I'm so busy, and our calendars never lined up. But praise God, we did today, and so we're going to rock it. And I'm just so super excited to bring you to our audience. But I want to introduce you. Uh, to our watchers and listeners out there in Theophany Media, a creatively Christian land. And so let me uh, give them your bio. So Aaron Weideman, did I get it right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is the founder of Truth Becomes Her, a brand that equips moms and women with resources to help them step into their unique leadership roles. A sought-after homeschool consultant, certified teacher, coach, and nationally recognized speaker, Aaron's personal mission is to shift the conversation around feminine values from being beauty-driven to a focus on inherent worth. Amen and praise God for that. An on-air personality for Air One Radio, Aaron delivers 59 Seconds of Hope daily, as well as hosts the Heroes for Her podcast, where she interviews positive female role models who are living out their passions in line with their personal values. She is the author, author of 12 books, including the best-selling Bible Bell series, The Adventures of Rodney Rooney Cruz, excuse me, Rooney Cruz, which has sold hundreds of thousands of copies worldwide. Erin is a five-time cancer survivor, amazing, praise God, and lives and homeschools in Whitefish, Montana with her husband, Brent, and their daughter, Rooney. So again, welcome, Miss Erin. Thank you. And our new baby, Roxy, who just ah. out of nowhere. Are you serious? Yeah, well, could, I had well, a baby last year, uh, right after we moved to Montana. So well, we are on a daring life adventure. Well, we move right before you have a baby. Well, praise God and congratulations! Yeah. That is awesome. That is Thank great. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know your your husband didn't tell me when we were hanging out. So shame on him. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> well, we were busy. We had lots of things going on. So. Um, we were just we were just chatting about that trip uh, before the podcast. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have you back on later, and we'll just go over that whole that whole trip sometime. It was amazing, but let's let's talk a little bit about you, Aaron. And so here on our Creatively Christian, we're all about inspiring other Christian creatives out there in the world. And so one of the things I would love to kind of dive into is what was it that kind of initially what was the the impetus for Aaron to jump out into this space. Uh, and begin this, as you say, this kind of crazy adventure and journey. 
Yeah, it started for me in the classroom. I got sick at 26 with cancer. I was in financial services at the time and just not walking with my calling or the Lord or any of that. I had no faith to speak of. I was really challenged in that season to seek God and find out what he had for my life because my diagnosis was so serious. And God in that season wrenched my soul for children. So I went back to school, became a teacher and had spent the last or the the next several years in the classroom. And my heart was just breaking for girls, uh, the next generation of girls, what they're going through, what they're struggling with. I wasn't a parent yet, didn't have any girls that I was, you, you know, in charge of discipling or shepherding in any way. But I just felt the burden of like my lack, you know, my insecurity and my lack of understanding my true identity in Christ when I was young and just seeing what middle school and high school girls were going through. I, it just, God just started to impress upon my heart. Like, could we do something that would, you know, years before a girl would ever walk through the door of a middle school and feel all those feelings of inadequacy and worthlessness and where do I fit in and all those questions that she's asking because she's just missed her identity in Christ. Could we do something that would connect her to scripture in a powerful way so that she could see that scripture is essentially her manual for all of life's happenings. It's the, it's the place she's going to go to find answers and, and do it in a way that connects her to the women because women are used powerfully in God's eternal narrative. They're not really taught on. You know, I grew up in Sunday school and church and didn't learn about Esther until I was 30 in a Bible study. Wow. And um, I think for us, it was like, you know, getting back into church and revisiting my own faith. I just felt like there was something in the marketplace that was lacking for a young, impressionable girl to understand and connect to the scriptures through the powerful stories of women. So we got started, I mean, not knowing any better, we literally had an idea on the way home from church. My little niece was five at the time and going into kindergarten. And here I am with the teacher, Brent, like all the things that she's going to face and her friends and who she is and going to school for the first time. I thought she needs to be armed with something. So we were debating on the way home from church, what to get her for her birthday that year. Her name's Hannah. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I could simplify the story of Hannah from the Bible. It's a great story about prayer. And then she would know her name is shared with this great godly woman and she could learn about trusting God and, you know, connect to this, to the scriptures. Right. So I, I write the story, you know, I simplify it in a way she can understand it. And my husband illustrates a cover, which he would not want me to show you. It's so he, he, he showed me. Did he show it to you? Oh my gosh. It's my favorite. It's so funny. It's like this billowy dress and it's like dead eyed stare. It's like, I drew it basically. Um, it's so funny. And we laugh about it now. Because yeah. we got it, you know, somebody who's former Disney does all the art. for right. So it's like super high quality and like looks animated and lovely, beautiful. Yes, and it is. That yes. first one, you know, if you have an idea, the first one isn't going to look like the, the next one you make. That's the better one. So right. just be encouraged. Um, yeah. And we gave it to her for, her for her birthday. And long story short, she just, she hugged it. She was excited about it. She just had no idea there was a woman in the Bible whose, whose story she could care about who shared her name. And the more little girls we talked to, the more we just realized they're all infatuated with the Disney princesses and all the details of their story. They can, you know, they play and imagine and, you, you know, have all of the things inside their home. And they're so excited about these stories based in fantasy. Right. Could we create something that aesthetically and artistically, you couldn't tell the, like it is just as high quality as the Pixar's and Disney's of the world, Amen. but it's pointing girls directly at scripture. So that's really where we started, like in the church bookstore going, 
where are the cool books that teach yeah. girls about the women of the Bible? We couldn't find any. Right. There, 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 there weren't any before, yeah. before you guys. I mean, there literally weren't any. We, we, um, we have five kids. Two of them are girls. And our girls, yeah, they didn't have anything like that to look to. And, and naturally, I mean, we were, we're homeschooling parents as well. And we tried to, you know, we tried to, you know, kind of curate what our kids saw, you know, to make sure that they've got the right influences coming into the house. But at some point, you kind of, as a parent, almost have to kind of go, well, it's either Disney or nothing, because there really isn't anything, any alternative out there. And so it's super encouraging that that there is something now. And I encourage our listeners and our watchers to definitely go check it out. We're going to have all the links in the description for sure. So you can check out um, all of those wonderful books. And they are the, the, the quality is top notch. The writing is excellent. The, the, the covers, the, the, the quality of the print, the illustrations are all lovely. And our hat is off to you being, being creators as well. So I'd love to, I mean, that's a, that's kind of a, that's kind of a big leap going from making, you know, kind of a handmade, um, what, what would be called an Etsy kind of, you know, product now, um, and handing that to your niece and then going to hundreds of thousands of books sold, sold worldwide. That's a journey. So tell us a little bit about maybe what were some of the first big hurdles you had to overcome in that journey? Yeah, I think understanding more about the, the publishing space, and not knowing any better, we started venturing down that route because we looked at what you had to do to get a book published, right? And in my mind, it was like, it was a book series, it was many books coming, and that would really, you know, give give parents and grandparents like a robust offering, right? Not right. just like a one-off book. Oh, that's interesting about the women in the Bible. It was more about, okay, we need sort of a Disney princesses meets Dora the Explorer, where you've got the women and they're all celebrated in their one individual book and story, but then you've got this like anchoring character, this modern girl who's just going through the normal, typical things your girl's going through, insecurity, comparison, beauty, all the, you know, questions she's got about her worth and where I fit into God's picture, who is God, you know, and she's right. got to go on this journey, right? So we, we essentially married what we liked about, you know, the princess thing and then Dora, you know, having this character undergo this like really unique transformation, but all that to say, when we went to the church bookstore and we're just looking for the cool books, couldn't find any, we found a book and my husband had enough set, like hats off to him. Cause he was like, we, you know, we found this one book that was like a poetry book for God's promises for little girls written by a, uh, an author in Murfreesboro, Tennessee named Amy Parker. And Brent goes, let's just email her. You know, she's been in the industry for a while. She's probably got some insight, some wisdom. She can answer our questions or right at the beginning of the process. We don't know how to get an agent. We don't know how to write a book proposal and do all the things you would do traditionally to go and get yourself a book deal. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And we started going down that process with her. I mean, she, we emailed her and we were like, do you have time to answer like seven questions? And she wrote back pages and pages like, <laughs> here's my experience. And this is what's going on. And help me write the book proposal. Help me find, you know, all the people that would then make it the brand that it is today. Right. But at the beginning, it was like, we have no idea what to do. We just wrote the proposal thinking there's this one way into publishing. And it's so funny now that we look, you know, and, and all that to say, like, we abandoned that model and went right. our own way. We self-published. We created a company. So it definitely was not the traditional way. Right. Because we had our first meeting with a literary agent who's like the number one agent in Christendom, if that's a thing. Like he's right. the oldest agent. He's the most reputable. He's the most, you know, everyone knows his name. Right. And he's from my hometown uh -huh. in Orange, California. No joke. So we get this meeting with this guy and I'm like, this is from the Lord. This is awesome. He is going to like, like we're meeting at Mimi's Cafe on 
Tustin Avenue. He is going to love these drawings that we begged someone to do, like the first sketches of the Bible Belt's characters. You know, and I have this proposal that I wrote that Amy helped me write. And we sit down at this time, I'm like, this is going to be awesome, right? We go and we have lunch with this guy. And he's so kind. He's just like, hey, so, you know, for the amount of money that you're talking about creating this big brand and at the quality that's going to compete with these secular brands, and you're an unknown person, you have your social media is private because you're a teacher, <laughs> right. never written a book before. I mean, he's just like laying me out why this isn't going to work out, right? right. And right. I, we left that meeting so dejected. We were like, bellies full, but just like hearts ripped out of our chest. Like, there's no path forward. What do we do? And I think it took about two weeks before Brent was like, hey, God gave us this idea. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. It doesn't fit in the traditional model. There you go. Why don't we just, we'll just bankroll because we don't have, we had no money at the time. We we're like newly married, right? right. Like zero <laughs> money. We cashed out a 401k. I'm not joking. We just yeah. were like, you know what? We'll just take the money out of this account. Who needs it? Mm-hmm. And we will make the first book. And if God wants to bless it, we're going to be faithful and he's going to carry it forward. And it took us three years to make the first one. I was very paralyzed by like over analysis, like uh-huh. lots of edits, lots of, is it, am I doing this right? I thought up a structure that as a teacher made sense. It definitely doesn't follow the traditional model. Like it has way more pages in each book than your typical children's book. Right. Again, we wanted to tell a certain kind of story, have it hit a quality that isn't hit usually mm-hmm. and have it come together for parents and grandparents and adults and the kids lives, these girls who really want to pour in, in a very strategic way. So mm-hmm. all that to say, we did not do it the traditional way, started a company, eight months pregnant, and people laughed at us um you did it god's first dude we had our first pallet of books sent to our friends garage because we were living in an upstairs condo at the time with a covered parking space no right. garage right and so we ordered three thousand books and we were like this is a fortune three thousand yeah it is, a, day, which is it is a fortune it is a fortune it was yeah at the time, yeah right? and but i had to call my friend from bible study and say hey do you think you could move over like your lawn equipment and your cars in your garage down the street from our house and make space for this palette of many of one book that we just bought and we were going to sell one at a time on our website. Like it was so bare bones. Oh yeah. Awesome though. And we look back at, you know, the stories of that getting delivered and little toddler Rooney standing on the box. Oh yeah. It's, it was so funny and cool that that's how it started. We didn't even start our business in our own garage where a lot of businesses start. Exactly. You started. (laughs) That's what Brent, that's what Brent told me early on. I'm like, this is a, this is an amazing story. And it's one of those stories that you can only tell and give God the glory for, because like you said, it's, it's totally counterintuitive is, is totally counter to what anybody in the industry would tell you is the way to go and, and praise God, you know, that he does things differently and he makes a way for his obedient children. And we see that over and over and over again through the old Testament and the new where, you know, when the children of Israel were being disobedient, things would, they would have problems. But the minute they got back on track, you know, they come back around that cycle of apostasy and they're now repenting and they're being obedient and God would bless his children. And there are so many lessons in that story you just told me. I mean, just just I'm 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 frothing at the mouth, waiting to unpack them. So, kind of stepping back from a new creator or someone out there who's aspiring to be a creator, talk a little bit if you can, Aaron. Because if you're anything like my wife, right? My wife has a, a massive what I call a security gland, right? And when you start talking about things like, oh, we're going to cash out a 401k, we're going to start a business while you're eight months pregnant right? Those things are really, really scary in terms of what the world will tell you is not the right thing to do. 
So as a woman, can you talk a little bit about how you grappled with, with those really scary decisions at those really scary moments in your life? A hundred percent. So no, I would say, I mean, as a teacher and I had like settled into my career and what I thought was going to be my calling and what I've learned about calling is just like the calling was given to us to go and win souls, make disciples and partner in what God's doing, but Amen. how you, how you activate and actualize your calling can take a lot of professional forms, but I didn't, I learned that one kind of the hard way because I, you know, I, I got sick, left financial services and I was very successful in, you know, working in mortgages and home building and where I was pr prior to that became a teacher. And for eight, I, I was in a groove. I was with kids. I was in my calling. I was like, Lord, if you took me tomorrow, I would feel good and happy and satisfied with what you have told me to do. I'm trying to be faithful to it. I'm with kids every day. I'm pouring into them. I, this is awesome. Right. And then we start this business and we hit this moment where Brent quit his job. He was, he had enough sense to be like, well, somebody needs to set up like the infrastructure of our website and work with the contractors. And like, we didn't have a team yet, but it was like, we got to set this thing up where it exists, the purchase displays and mm -hmm. you know, way for someone to discover our brand. Cause we were nobody. So it didn't make sense to be in stores. It meant, it meant sense. It makes sense to like make a website right. and sell them on the website. But then we hit a place where he was like, Hey, you are the writer of this book series. Number one, we're never going to get the books done. If you're working full-time, you're grading papers, you're chasing our daughter around. <laughs> you're, you're just, you've got your legs in two camps. Right. We need you to, and he you know, we had a, uh, after a quick, after we had like a quick, um, you know, event that we did, we, he, we sat in the backyard and he was like, you just need, you need to quit your job. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you're insane. I'm not, that's, this is like a fun side project that God wants us to do. That's, that's not what I'm supposed to do. My God told me to be a teacher. So I'm a teacher. I can't just like, I need a release from that thing. If, if he's doesn't want me to do that anymore in a very practical, like daily way. Right. And I'm supposed to now be an entrepreneur and a creative person and a writer and I don't, okay. Um, but I need a release. Cause I told the Lord, like I'm on God's path for my life and I'm not going to deviate from that. I need a violent sign. I need a dove with the clouds <laughs> to open up and then I need a sign that that's what I'm supposed to do because I went, we're already living in San Diego on my salary as a teacher. Right. I worked at a K through eight, amazing school, um, that no one quits. It's just, it was a wonderful place to work. But it was keeping us steady as he had quit and was like setting up the business and getting it going. Right. And we just hit that place where he was like, you seriously need to pray because this needs a movement. It needs a voice. You're the mom. You're the grown up girl. You are the person that like needs to lead the charge forward. And I was just very content, I think, selfishly, <laughs> like writing books and we'll just sell them in a way where I don't have to engage and right. talk about scary things. Right. Right. And stand on stages and speak to people, which is what I do now. Which is nuts. Um, <laughs> But I remember praying in the backyard, Lord, I need a violent sign. I need a sign. And I know I'm supposed to trust you. I know I'm not supposed to trust the money in our bank account. That is Amen. As a woman. I need nothing. I want nothing. I will sacrifice everything. I have a tiny person, though, who needs food right. and, and just a home. And I had, I can't see what you're doing if I quit my job and our income goes from one salary to nothing. Right. I don't understand, mm -hmm. but I, we're supposed to trust you. I need a sign to trust you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So two hours later, we are sitting at the dinner table and my husband, you've met him. He's totally ADD. Can't sit still. Right. So he 
leaves the dinner table. He goes, I forgot to check the mail. And he gets up to check the mail and he comes back and he's holding a letter and he's sobbing. And the letter is from a man that we met at that event just a couple weeks earlier. And the letter says, dear Brent and Aaron, God challenged me to reach out to you. He is building a web of people across this country who are not afraid to step in and be very obedient to what he's calling them to for the good of building his kingdom. You all are a part of that web. I don't know what short-term financial decisions you're trying to make. I just know the Lord is in it and you need to trust him. Here's a check for $10,000. Wow. Praise God. You are going to pay all your bills over the next couple of months with this money. And it's going to prepare your home and your family for whatever the next big step is. This is what the letter says. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, oh my God, I have to quit my job tomorrow. Like it was right. a Saturday when we got that letter. And what's hilarious is that I prayed at like 2 p.m. Right. And the mail comes at 11. Mm-hmm. That letter was already in my It was. Mind. It was already there. there. I'm telling you. And, but it's, the Lord was so kind to me. Because he just gently, he shoved me when I needed to get shoved. Right. And he he just shepherded me through all of my doubts and fears. And is this going to be okay? And not everybody gets a $10,000 check in the mail, no, right? No. But it was that in the season we were in, that was the moment where I was like, I'm, I'm believing for what you're saying. I want to mm-hmm. trust you. Right. Help, help me see something that this is going to be the right choice for our family. And it's so funny because the second I quit my job all of these massive, you know, partnerships that are only the Lord. I mean, Pete, like world vision, who works right. with world vision, right. who gets, you know, who sets up a speakership with K love and air one radio as a person who literally isn't a professional speaker. Right. My husband just like chatted <laughs> with their VP and got, got on the phone for, I don't even know what. And they were talking about this amazing speaking program where they talk to kids all over the country. And Brent goes, my wife would be really good at that. <laughs> that's how i ended up speaking for your <laughs> praise god i'm telling you it's just it's well the, but the but it can't move if you don't give him the space to move them. amen like, god's waiting to do things and he's just waiting for like a little bit of space for right. us to create the space and then for him to step in absolutely you stay you know where everything's so tightly compacted and you, what about this and what about that god's just waiting to move he's yeah. waiting to show you yeah and I, it, I, I'm in a place now where I just don't want to be at the end. <laughs> yeah. I had a weird conversation with Jesus about he was trying to show me a bunch of stuff. And I was like, too, you know, I'm not trying to be too scared or too anything not to do it. Yeah. But that's, but that's the thing. And again, we see that over and over and over again in scripture is that when, when we try to do it and Christ even tells us, you know, when we try and do these things, then, then we're not, we're being the Lords of our life, right? He can't be the Lord because we are controlling things that we've got to in faith trust him and step out on faith. And and then, you know, he's going to show up and it's kind of, you were talking about the the letter and how it came in. I was thinking, Lord, help my unbelief. You know, <laughs> it's like from scripture. And I want to, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about this web, because I think this is another really salient point here that you've kind of mentioned several times. I just want to put a couple spotlights on those if we could, because again, I think one of the things that a lot of Christian creatives have trouble with sometimes is is bridging those gaps or taking those first steps to reach out to someone and ask for help. But one of the really crazy things about this Christian creative space that's unique to us as believers is that I've never had a Christian creative turn me down or or say, I don't have time for you. I mean, that happens all the time in the secular space, right? You can't just pick up 
the phone and call, you know, Steven Spielberg. But there's such an openness that I've experienced in this web, as you call it, of Christian creatives. And I'd love it if you could maybe comment a little on that. Yeah, I think I had reservations even about reaching out to Amy in the beginning because I just talked myself out of it. I was like, this is a famous children's author. She's right. I looked her up. She'd written like 50 books or something crazy. And she lived far away. And I just was like, she's not going to have time for I just talked myself out of it. And my husband, again, had the good sense to go, hey, hold on a second. Everyone who started and has reached any level of success started right where we are, which is nowhere. Right. And someone came alongside. We know that God wants us in community. He's highly relational. So it makes sense that you can bolster and further the work that you're doing when you link arms with people. But you have to get out of your own way and say, and, and such a lie from the enemy. Like, I've got to build this thing on my own. Yeah. You ask any successful person, did they do it all by themselves? They, nobody did. Right. Right. So I think what was so helpful for me to learn and just to get that first email back from Amy, where she was like, oh, let me tell you my experience. Let me explain the best parts of working with the publisher, the not so great parts. And the more she shared, the more it was like, well, that's clearly this traditional path is not what the Lord is calling us to. He's calling us to jump in and create something and do it differently. Right. And it's now hilarious for us because at, with, as people with, you know, secular, like he was in, my husband was in sales marketing. I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, we didn't have like all these great connections in the faith space or like, know a bunch of pastors. We were new believers. We had no connections, no experience and had to do it the old fashioned way. And we're, we're just hustlers mm-hmm. and we're, we're networkers. Right. right. And so reaching out to people we've had, I mean, we've had many people not respond, right. right. Sure. Busy, you know, there are a slew of reasons, but we played the numbers game at the beginning of like, okay, there's enough people out there that are going to care about what we're doing, or they already are in the space doing something similar and we're not trying to copy We're trying to do something new and innovative and creative because God called us to do it. He's clearly showed us this is what does not exist in the marketplace. This is how we're supposed to step in. We're going to feel that out and bring our unique genius to it by partnering with him. He's going to show us everything, but there are people ahead who, you know, learned lessons, had bad mistakes, made bad business deal. I mean, there's a lot of wisdom to glean by just seeking somebody out. And we, I mean, for the person out there who's like, I have nothing. I have nothing to offer these people. We had less than nothing to offer these people. We were newly married, cashing out retirement accounts. No money. I remember sending Amy Parker like some flowers and a thank you note for answering my questions. And we sent people pizzas. We were like, we can afford a $12 pizza. (laughs) Like send them as a thank you for dinner tonight because they, they took the time and took a half hour to share with us what they've learned along the way and help us essentially guide our decision-making to understand Mm -hmm. well. And we did make a lot of mistakes in the process, but I think too, I've really learned to let go of like the pot, that poverty mindset of like, there isn't enough and no one's going to share. And it's just this without mentality where God's like, I'm an abundant God. I'm a loving God. Amen. I'm a God that wants to add favor and blessing to what you're working on. And when you, when you commit it to me, and lay your hands to something, he is going to bless it when your motives Amen. are correct, when you're aligned with his heart. And he that's what we've watched him do. And have we done it perfectly? No, we had no idea what to do. And it's been a process to learn what God's want, wanted to show us. It's still a process. Um, but all that to say, man, we Bible Bells exists, obviously, because we weren't too scared to do something about it. But it also exists because of a slew of other people 
who are not, you know, their name isn't on the masthead, but that this company does not exist without people like Amy Parker and Rob Corley, our, our first, you know, guy who's in our direction now, he used to, used to draw for Disney. Right. Um, and people all over the country who just said, we're, we're going to take some time to help you. We're going to offer you some information. You take it or leave it. But gaining the wisdom from other stories has been right. paramountly important for us as people who are like, dude, we have no idea what we're doing. Where are the people that can help us? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a story that Dallas Jenkins says from time, uh, from time to time. He's the director of The Chosen. And, and he's like, you know, God just told me, he said, you know, you don't need to worry about the multiplication. He said, you just need to bring your loaves and your fishes and I'll handle the rest. And so I think that's really what you're saying, right? Is that um, as we, we bring our offerings, right? And he takes care of the multiplication of those offerings. And, and it's again, so he can get the glory, right? And we shouldn't, when it happens, we shouldn't be quiet about it because then, you know, that's being disobedient. And so you guys are so great to do that. And and also one of the things that you're wonderful about as well as paying things forward now that you're in this position where you are selling lots of books and, and you, you've had a measure of, of financial success, your, your, your hearts are so open and you are so willing to help others. And so I commend you guys for that. And I thank you guys for that as a recipient of some of that love, um, because, you know, I mean, you lent us your truck while we were in Montana hanging out with you guys. And that was just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so I encourage, you know, our listeners to, you know, if you're out there and you're in a position where you can give someone a leg up, you know, as a Christian creative, you should certainly do that. You should follow the leading and be obedient to do that. So, um, well, Aaron, it has been just just wonderful. I'd love to, to give you a minute just to kind of tell everybody where we can find you uh, on the web, where we can find uh, any of your social medias or links or anything, just kind of promote yourself for a few minutes. And then um, I'll kind of wrap us up with a prayer and, uh, and then we'll get, let you get back to your busy, busy, busy schedule. Does that sound good? Thanks so much. Yeah. And I just want to commend you for what you're doing too. I think, you know, creativity and entrepreneurship, especially in this space can feel a little lonely Amen. sometimes. Um, and so it's really important that we have a place like a safe place to share ideas and just to come together and a rising tide raises all ships and Amen. working in silos to just create like, you know, the, the temporal thing we're trying to create, but really think in terms of, in terms of an eternal mindset and how we can partner and being in community together. And I just think this community is really important. So thank you. Oh, well, yeah, I, I agree. And one of the things we're going to be working on in the next year is actually creating some resources at Theophany Media for things like, hey, I don't know what a book proposal looks like. Can I get a sample, you know, or things like that. Those little practical things that are sometimes so hard to get, get a hold of, or, you know, what does art cost, you know, things like that. So that's definitely something that's coming in the next year. And we'd love to partner with folks like you guys who have the, that, you know, expertise that can help us hone those resources and give people really good info but um yeah, tell it's folks so, it's so good yeah to create things like this oh yeah so um yeah yeah our brand yeah. is concerned for sure um and anybody can connect with me on social media at, on on instagram i'm aaron.wideman on facebook it's aaron wideman official and then our websites for the bible bells resources um you go to biblebells.com it's b-i-b-l-e-b-e-l-l-e-s.com and then Truth Becomes Her is literally just truthbecomesher.com. We have courses there, studies for leadership and mentorship of girls, and just really creating a vibrant, interactive community for moms and, again, adult mentors who want to grow in their own leadership so that they can love 
the girls well that they've been entrusted to care for. So truthbecomesher.com is where you find all of those things. And yep, I love this work. And just awesome. thank you for the opportunity to share all these things. With you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you guys have some new stuff coming this year. You just announced it on your mailing list. Can you talk a little bit about, about that? I'm super excited about that. So yeah, Bible Bells Monthly is our new digital subscriptions. We've been asked, you know, number one, how do I get the Bible Bells books and resources to girls all over the world, not just ones in the States, because we do print here in the US. Um, and we're working on some translations and some different things to get out um, with some ministry partners, which is exciting. But the number one question I get asked is, how do I get these resources in a digital way to girls around the world who maybe don't live here in the United States? So the way to do that is through our new subscription, Bible Bells Monthly. It's um, for a monthly cost, or you can pay annually up front. It's games, it's resources, it's Bible studies, interactive devotionals, learning. Um, it's also able to print so you can run like an in-person Bible study with it or just meet with a girl one-on-one, -on -one, take her through it and have it be a really rich study time for the two of you. Um, but it also exists in, in a digital way. So it's, That's awesome. you don't have to print it. You can just curate the experience that your girl needs. And it's been so fun to put this together and do it with my young daughter, who's now seven. When we started, I was eight months pregnant with her, really, <laughs> and now she's seven, like doing Bible study with me and devotionals right. and praying for girls that are connected to us. And it's so, it's been so cool as a mom That's to awesome. like do this with her. So yeah, yeah Bible Bus Monthly is, is brand new and out now. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. That's super awesome. She's the perfect test case for your market, right? <laughs> she does it too. She's like, these are, these are the activities that they're really going to want. And it's like so fun because my teacher brain's like, well, now I have a little student that I can, you know, absolutely get this apart and like yeah. the discussions we want to do. And she's like part of the video Bible study now where she has, you know, she gets to make videos with me. It's fun. Oh, that's it's cool. Fun. That's cool. Involving her. That's great. That's super cool. Yeah, and after the after the show, I've got some ministry partners I want to tell you about as well that may may help you guys out. So we'll connect you with those. But right now, we're going to kind of wrap things up with a prayer. Um, so uh, we always try to close in prayer uh, on the on the show. So let's go before our Father, High King of Heaven. We just come before you today, praising your name and thanking you so much, Father God, for giving us this new day, uh, for giving us this technology that connects uh, Aaron and I across the the many miles and. Father, I just pray blessings upon her and her husband and her and her girls and their whole family. Father, I just pray that you will continue to, to lead and guide and challenge and spur them on, that you will uh, open the right doors, Father, that you will bring the, the proper partners uh, into their spheres and that you will remove distractions and remove um, wrong paths um, out of their out of their the way of their steps, Father, that you will guide them through the Holy Spirit and through their prayer and through the study in your word about this super critical mission that they are on to let girls know that, that they are cherished by their heavenly father, that they are um, precious you lambs, that they are uh, delicate, fine porcelain, worthy of handling in the proper manner uh, and the proper care and the proper love and the proper adoration. And father, we just, we, we pray encouragement um, on Aaron and Brent as they continue this work. Um, uh, we thank you for all the blessings that have come before, Father, and we will be careful to, to glorify and praise you for all that is to come because we know, Father, that you are in the midst uh, in a mighty way in this work, and we praise you for that, and we thank you for that um, in the mighty and matchless name of our Savior and Lord Jesus. We ask it all. Amen. Amen. All right, Miss Aaron. It was so wonderful finally getting to connect and to hang out a little bit. 
And uh, the next time I'm in Montana, you can better believe I'm swinging by Whitefish and we're going to hang out some more, lots more to talk about. Um, and, uh, and maybe in the, in the days ahead, we'll have you back on the podcast again, because we really just kind of opened up the, opened up the, the chest, the treasure chest that I know that you have. So we'd love to have you back on at some point in the future. Oh, I'd love to come back on. This has been so fun. And you have to, we have to get together the next time you're here. We'll just Absolutely. talk about everything that's awesome about Montana. Yeah. I want to go that, that lake that's at Glacier, that freshwater lake. I can't remember the name of it, but I want to go swim it in that lake. So what? <laughs> there's so many grinnell or lake mcdonald there's Ma- yeah. that's it that's it time do you have? Yeah. it's lake <laughs> lake mcdonald yes i saw that and i'm like this whole lake is fresh water i want to do so yeah great. so beautiful so yeah i'm coming back we're going swimming for sure absolutely <laughs> all right everybody this is brandon and aaron signing out for uh theophany media's creatively christian thank you so much be blessed and we will talk to you guys soon Thank you so much for listening today. To find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode, head over to our website at theophanymedia.com forward slash Aaron. To support the show and join our patron community where you'll get extra access and exclusive content, visit us at patreon.com forward slash creatively Christian. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Dave Ebert, and Rachel Oxborough. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer did our music. And Jake Dobrins produces and edits the show.